No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Bob? Welcome to a brand new episode of Word Bros. We have a very, very, very action-packed show for you guys this week. It's Carlos Giffoni. Yes. The writer of Strayed from Dark Horse Comics and the, also the, the new writer on Space Riders with Al, uh, Alexis Ritt. That's on yes. Dark, Dark, uh, no, Black Mask. It's on Black Mask. Yes, this dude. Uh, we met him at Heroes a couple weeks ago. Super nice fella, uh, wonderful guy. He's got a lot of great dude. That sh- that straight book is dope. Um, it just looks wonderful. So um, so yeah, dude. So we got a we got a jam packed show, and let's just get right down to it. Snow. you sound like a million bucks <laughs> like a million he also looks like a million bucks because carlos has great hair you do <laughs> thank you i'm very um, jealous of carlos's hair <laughs> due to my hair i can put my headphones on properly though but um you know you gotta work with what you got uh, you could probably put your headphones on properly. You just don't want to because you don't want to mess up that sweet fro you got going that's <laughs> correct that's correct yeah I will say when we met at Heroes, it was brief because you were doing your tour, walking around, talking to people. But as soon as you left the table, Kevin and I both went, that guy's got great hair. That's the first thing I said. I'd say you've got like top five hair in comics. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I love to see like that top five list sometime, you know. Uh, <laughs> I know who, my, who my competitors are. I wanted to them someday. All right, right off the top of my head. If I'm doing this right off the top of my head, I'd say. Walter Osley is a competitor. Walter Osley oh, is a competitor. Beautiful hair. Because yeah. he's just, he just has that, like, I just got out of bed, you yes. know, look at me rocking this stuff. Ryan Farrier has great hair. Oh, cool. Bob France. Bob France has great hair. No, nah, mine's too curly and stupid. <laughs> but Farrier's got good looking hair. His, his hair rules. Um, you. I've never met Ryan in person, actually. I've talked to him online, but I, but I haven't met him in person. So he's got good hair. Neither he's have got, I. He's Neither got a good. He's got a good head of hair on him. Good haircut. It's just he's just got like a fresh cut, and it all looks nice. Daniel you know? Warren Johnson has good hair. It's very. It's very long. Very oh, long. it's yeah, metal style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to. Th- I think that's. You know what? Your top four. I can't come up with a fit. So that's Sweet. it. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've moved up one in the standings. One day I'll be all the way up there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, short-term comics goals be at the top of the great hair list. I mean, I understand. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it helps, you know. Like uh, when I talk to editors and stuff, they 
they'll at least remember the hair. So next time they see me, be like, "Oh, it's the hair dude." So that's um, what Kevin has with it. That's what Kevin has with. That's what I have with my beard. Yeah. Yep. People always remember my beard. They're saying, "You're the dude with the really long dark beard." Yes. Because Kevin said when he got published for the first time, when we first met, what was that, three, four years ago, four years ago now? He said, yeah, when I get published for the first time, I'm going to shave. And he has indeed been published and no shaving. But now oh, he just can it's, it's part of the allure that is Kevin Cuff, you know? I said yeah. I would shave it and people said don't. The cool part about this is you guys can't see this because it's video. Well, this is an audio podcast, but we're looking at video. I just caught Carlos twirling his hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Touche. Gotta yeah. keep that shit tight, son. So Carlos, <laughs> man, it was a pleasure meeting you at Heroes. Um, like I said, it was brief. You gave us that the sticker for Strayed. And that image of that cat, it just it just gets you. Like it it's just hook, it hooks you immediately. Like what genius <laughs> behind that, dude? That was killer. Tell us, yeah, tell us about that. That's so what... yeah, so um, I mean, you know, the cat is very much uh, one of the protagonists in the book. Um, and he has the ability to astral travel and he's going all over these planets, right? Um, and, and there's other, um, obviously other characters in there. But when it came to the cover specifically, um, I had, I saw Juan Do is the artist and he had been sketching the cat and he sent me all these sketches and where, and for me right away it was like, okay, we need, we need the cat in the cover. We need yeah. kind of what you did on the sketches and, and to show something that, um, you know, kind of direct people to the idea that there's more to just a cat, right? Like, so you have the, the kind of space in the background, like all the lines, the different cats multiplying. So to give that idea, there's something, um, you know, kind of supernatural going on. And then he executed on it and, and right away, you know, I, I, I loved it and we went with it. Yeah, but fuck all that because, like, as the internet has proven, all you need is a cat. Like, people fucking yeah. love cats. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, the, especially the internet. Like, the interweb is going to go crazy yeah. over this image, dude. It's crazy. Like, anytime, like, Dark Horse puts it up on their me on their social media or even I put it up, it gets more likes, like, than anything, you know, they're putting up at the time or, or that <laughs> I've ever put up. So, and I think right away, and I look at the people who liked it, I'm like, I don't know any of these people, you know, or, like, a significant amount of them. So, I think it is. You're right. That was not, I swear to God, that wasn't the intention when I did it. It was like, I'm going to make a book about a cat because that's going to, you know, sell, you know. It was just like, that was the story that I had to tell. And um, it just happened that, you know, we found a perfect course. I'm looking forward to, to it when it hits stores to, to see what the reaction is of other people that haven't heard about it or they're not in social media. I think it's going to stand up in the, um, you know, in the stands, uh, particularly a the cab would be like the colors that Juan uses are super bright and mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's gonna attract people we'll see and hopefully then when they read the story and they're like fuck this is depressing as hell uh, they don't, they don't <laughs> I thought this was a Garfield space comic exactly exactly this yeah. is ridiculous it's definitely not <laughs> but dude I mean I think you're onto something here man I read the first issue because you said to Tover it's really great like it's dynamic and fun but like at the same time too it's kind of like it's kind of creepy and sad like it's just really well done man thank you thank you yeah no I mean work really hard on that first issue I think I wrote that thing like three or four different times uh, in, in different ways before I was like, okay, this is the right 
um, you know, this is the right uh, way to go. Um, now, now, is that because of like, you feel like you're pacing on, on your writing or was it, was it just because you didn't think you nailed what you were trying to get across with your story? Well, so like the, the first eight pages uh, up to where like the, the alien thing happens, mm-hmm. um, where they're arriving to the alien planet, that, uh, that was actually the actual pitch. Um, so that I spent like uh, several months because I wanted to get a, the idea of uh, what the story was going to be across really fast. So that took a while to get right and to compress it like that. Um, and then, um, you know, it just took time because, yeah, I wanted to get the pacing right. And I wanted to to give Juan um, like amazing stuff to draw that, that you know, he would, he would enjoy. So I, I want to try to, you know, an issue one, it's always hard, I think, because a, you wanna you wanna set the story up. You wanna finish in a cliffhanger, and then you know you have to. It has to be exciting and, and keep you going the whole way. So um, I think that's why it took. It was the issue that it took the longest to to write out of the, the five for the first arc. For sure. Well, there's there's so much pressure writing that first issue, especially once it gets picked up by a publisher, because you know the mentality of readers and comic book readers and just media consumers in general. Like if they read the first two pages and they're not in they're they're done and you're never getting them back, you know, yeah. and that's, that's a scary proposition at this point because there's so much stuff out there, you know? Yeah. And there's so many ways you can go with the first issue, right? Like at some point I wrote a version of it that was like, Oh, this is the origin story. And then it just didn't feel right. You know, it, it felt better for me to start it in a place where like, it's already exciting rather than like, Oh, this is how, this guy got these powers, et cetera. No, like I felt it was better to put him right on the middle of it. Um, so that was one of the rewrites actually. That's oh, awesome. Nice. And so this is, this is your first like published work. Yes. Like this is the first thing because you have a video game background. Yeah. So I, I've been in video games for 12 years now. Um, oh, wow. And I, I used to live in New York and I did stuff for like Comedy Central and Spike and different properties that they have. And then I've been working at another company here in, in California in production and creative uh, direction roles. And then um, creatively, I also, I've done music for a long time. So that's another thing that I used to do. Uh, and that I still play in a band uh, doing like really weird, uh, um, like experimental music. What's but it I called? To, What's your band called? Uh, just uh, the band is called Rogue Squares. Okay. Now, uh, where, can, where can I hear this if I want to hear it? Yeah, um, I, I think there might be something online. Um, but also, if you look under my name, there's a like on Spotify. There's a lot of tracks under my name. Really, uh, nice. for some stuff I used to do, and I used to improvise with a lot of people and um, play with people that are better known in music in music than I am. Um, so in New York, I used to play with people uh, like you know Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth wow. and Tina Parkins. We used to play with Bjork and people like that. Um, and I ran a label and a festival. So like, I've always been involved. Like I still have, I have a day job, obviously, because no one can, only very few people leave out of comics. Right. Um, <laughs> and, but I've always done something on the side creatively to like kind of keep my soul alive, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's transitioned a little bit into comics. now. So, so you said you, you ran music festivals and shit like that. Like, yeah. how, did you, how do you get into that? Like, how did that happen? How did that come about? Yeah, well, how do you well, get so, the comics from that is a, is a better question, too. <laughs> um, I mean, I, cool. so yeah, I think the story, uh, I think for me, it's like when I was a kid, um, I, I don't know, my, my family is super strict and they like my, my, a lot of my, my dad and his cousins are all engineers and stuff. So like doing something creative was kind of not allowed in a way. Um, but um, 
but you know, which, and, and the, we were also very Catholic. So that meant by that, by the time I was 14, I was singing in a punk rock band. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I got started in music. And then when I moved to, that was in Venezuela, where I'm originally from in South America. And then I moved to the U.S. I kind of bought a crappy guitar and an amp, and I just started playing with other people. And that led into that. And, and for comics, it was something that I've, I've always loved. I lost track of it for a long time. And then, um, you know, it was things like, um, like why the last man and uh, I guess saga later on, but like those kind of like different stories that I didn't know existed. I had read Watchmen of course, and I loved it. But um, um, once I got into like that new kind of wave of, of stuff, maybe like early 2000s or something like that, or mid 2000s, I started getting into comics again. Um, and then I don't know, like, like three years ago, I just, um, I, was like maybe I can do this, you know, and I just started. Uh, I just started uh, getting into it and looking into. Okay, how do you write a um, a comic book? I had done some writing for like some comedy stuff that you know they didn't do anything with it, but I knew how to um, format a script. So when I saw the the way you format a script for comics, it wasn't alien to me. I understood, you know, how kind of kind of how that worked, um, and I, that's kind of how I always done it in my life in a way meaning like music no one taught me how to play music right um when i was working in into comics and into games i initially came in as a uh produce as not as a producer but as an engineer i was doing coding and stuff and i figured out how to do production and and so on and when i ran a festival in new york it was the same thing i'm like oh i know a lot of cool people that play music and no one's doing a really cool experimental music festival Let's put something together and just kind of did it, you know. Listen to you. You're just a renaissance man just grabbing the... You're like Hemingway, dude. You're just grabbing the world by the throat and say, here I am, dude. I, I mean, I just don't like to be bored, I guess, you know. <laughs> so, you do, so you do video. You've worked for Comedy Central. Now, what did you do for Comedy Central? Um, so uh, for Comedy Central, I, I first started as a developer. My first project... Um, was to uh, I I don't know if you remember back in the um, in the old ages where there used to be games in Facebook, but uh, they did a we did a collection of South Park games uh, for Facebook where you get like top scores and stuff. So we grab a bunch of existing games, and my job was to like both design and code how they were gonna work on Facebook, and um, that's cool. that was my first project. Um, so I got to interact with some of those people that were in the digital side in, inside, uh, in South Park. And then from that, did a bunch of mobile games, did a bunch of online games for really bad <laughs> or like really dumb things. So like, <laughs> um, you know, so like the Rose of John Rivers had a like online game to promote okay. it. Right. And so like I, I produced that. Um, and so then you made uh, the online river Joan Rivers game. I produced it, so I didn't do shit, but I told people what to do. Right, that's the best kind of job there. And you probably had the biggest salary. <laughs> so it, it was fun. And then I uh, we did a few console things too. So we did a game for Ugly Americans. Um, that was uh, this animated series that was on, on Comedy Central for a few seasons. Okay. Um, and then um, uh, I also worked a little bit for Spike and did a few games there. 
Damn, dude. So Damn. you are, you, and you've done all this by the ripe old age of, what are you, like 25? Like, how have you pulled this off in 25 years, Carlos? Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not 25. <laughs> <laughs> you got that young man swagger, dude. You got that young man hustle. It's just the hair, man. It, it just helps, you know? I don't see any gray like in magic. that shit. Black magic is that, that's a good explanation for Carlos. Uh, you know what? That's a great explanation for just about anything. And, and, and speaking of black magic, now you are also uh, the writer on Space Riders for Black Mask with uh, Alexis Zrit, right? Yes, that's uh, that's correct. So that's a. Uh, I'll tell you the stories. Well, yeah, well, we like happened. stories. I'm, I'm so uh, basically, you know, last year uh, as we had the pitch for straight ready to go. I went to every single conference that I could go. So like, you know, um, starting with, um, uh, um, with Emerald City, C2E2, Heroes, everything, just because I didn't really know many people in, the, in, in comics, right? So A, I wanted to meet as many people as possible. So I printed a bunch of uh, um, uh, kind of like ash cans of the, of the pitch and then of the first issue when we had it ready. And I was handed it to artists or the writers. Um, you know, if I, I went to publishers booths and I was like, here is my thing. And Alexis was someone that, um, you know, the, the artists and space writers was someone that was at a few of those conferences and he's Venezuelan like I am. And then we just kind of, I, we start seeing each other at a bunch of places. He really liked, um, I gave him a version of straight and, and he was into it. Um, and then, you know, and saw him a few times. He lives in Miami and I have family in Miami. So um, in December, I also went there and I hang out with him one day. And then he called me in November one day. I was like, hey, um, would you like to write Space Riders? And I love Space Riders. Like I have those two volumes. And I think, you know, the, I love his art. Hey, and I think the writing's good too. I think this story is awesome and it's really fun. And I thought he was joking when he first said that. You know? <laughs> um, and then he explained to me, hey, the writer's moving on to other things. And I, we want to do one more volume at least. And would you like to write it? So, you know, I spent a few days reading both volumes, volume one and two, getting really into it again. Um, and then I wrote, a, um, I wrote a treatment for it, kind of like a sort of outline for what the story would be. And I sent it to Alexis and he hated it, right? <laughs> initially, like I wanted to like be like con kind of continue the story. And he's like, no, it's too much like the other two. Just let's do something more fucked up. So then I-, so, I Wait, I, but well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so his advice to you was, no, no, no. Let's do something more fucked up. Space Riders is a basically. pretty- they, well, out of the treatment I had to, like something different. I think more than more fucked up, something <laughs> different. So uh, for the new volume, the, the story basically is 15 years later. Um, so in those 15 years, the characters have changed. Things have gone um, probably wrong for all of them. But like, you know, you get to, to, to see them in a different light. And there's like, it, it's a completely uh, different story from the other two volumes in a way but also one that maybe you could see as a conclusion of the whole thing if, if you see where the art goes. So, and then when I sent him the second treatment and I, and I went way more insane, like, you know, there's a lot more satanic stuff and things like that <laughs> that Alexis would like. Then he's like, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> a man last night or something like that. I don't remember what he said. But he loved the, the second, um, second. And we went with that and then, you know, actually wrote all the, the four issues already. That's a... Uh, that's a book that I, it's really, uh, it became really easy for me to write once I started it. 
that's now, now was did you find it difficult to pl- kind of play in someone else's sandbox at first or oh definitely obviously like i i the, my first pass at it was not good so yeah <laughs> i had to kind of learn how to do that um but you know i think um i i enjoyed it actually it, it was um um you know like me and him we we talk a lot so i think mentally uh, we listened to some of the same type of music and i think mentally we we talked about where we wanted it to go which was an advantage and i was a fan of the of the series already so i kind of i knew the characters um fairly well and i knew like what they potentially would say and not say versus i think if it was something where like oh here's this company that wants you to work in this property that you never heard of um and then they do approvals a week later that would be more more way more difficult you know i had a chance to directly talk to alexis who's the creator and like shoot my ideas back and forth with him you know um so yeah that's awesome now as a musician and uh you just mentioned music with space riders like how much does music play in your process like do you have like a playlist to put yourself in a mood when you're riding straight like like a like a lot of like space hawk like a hawk wind and brian eno shit and then yeah yeah so yeah so more than brian Eno, and i think hawk wind and stuff like that is more for for space riders Uh, (laughs) like like melvin's and and you know king crimson and stuff like that like melvin's and space riders going together yeah yeah so that's that was more that more like doom and and stuff like that and then for straight i was listening to like really uh like ambient stuff but also really fucked up like caught up electronic music like oval or like uh, apex twin or stuff like that square pusher uh, square pusher yeah things like that and then i'm actually i'm making a, a soundtrack for each of the issues of straight that's gonna go on my band camp um, um, and like 20 minutes of original music that's going to be all fucked up too. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Trying thing. everything I can, man. <laughs> I mean, you no, have, it's great. Like, and the thing is, like, if you have those skills and you have those abilities, why not use them, you know, to promote your comic work and, and, yeah. and your other... Well, help supplement, I would say. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, we got, uh, for Metal Shark Bro, um, we were lucky enough to have Don Cardenas write us a song and uh, he, he wanted me to do vocals on it because I used to sing in a band. And I was like, I, it's been so long since I did vocals. It'd be so awful, Don. Um, <laughs> you don't really want that. Have you heard me do karaoke? It's really bad, man. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, no, I really want you to do it. Like, you could do it. You do a better job than me. I was like, just go ahead and do it for now because I have no idea how to record with... Dude, um, just auto-tune it. You'll sound perfect. <laughs> yeah, dude, auto-tune is the way. Auto-tune, <laughs> auto-tune it from Metal Shark, bro. He used a lot of auto-tune, Carlos. He sounded like fucking T-Pain. <laughs> yeah, I, I was singing Metal Shark, bro. It'd be awesome. Um, nice. It'd be like I was on a boat, motherfucker. Um, but but uh, he did it and it was awesome. And we, we loved it. And, and people only like responded more positively because of music. So it's, it's cool to see that that's a thing now. Like that is a yeah. thing that people are doing with comics is, is incorporating music with them because the two are way more closely tied together than one would believe. Um, yeah. It's a, a, a indie comics and indie music are very similar in the push and promotion, I would say kind of, oh, aspect is, you know, totally, dude. like when I used to, to run an independent label, like it, it's probably very close to what it is to to run an independent publisher or to publish your own book, right? Where you're like, all right, I got to mail this thing. Back then he was mailing, right? <laughs> to like uh, magazines and press, so they talk about it. And I got to, you know, get some uh, interviews and then I got to put, uh, put it online and sell it and go to the store and, and mail it, you know? 
So, and, and that's very similar to comics. And also for me personally, the way I work on records, I, I'm very much trying to think of like, um, you know, how a mood leads to a sort of story in a way so that it feels like, oh, this is, this is what this record is about and all the tracks work together. So in that way, you know, comics, it's, it's more, a more direct form of storytelling, obviously. Uh, but the same, it has similarities into like, yeah, you know, uh, a song, it's like a, an issue or like part of an issue, right? And then there's pacing and then you change the mood with each song, which you do in comics as well, right? With the storytelling. Um, so I think there's a lot of uh, the compositional part of it that, that, um, that is similar, for sure. Definitely word you're just a very just like you're a renaissance man dude you do all this amazing <laughs> stuff you got these great books coming out now when does uh, straight hit comic shops so straight hits uh, comic shops august 14 um and then uh the foc or the last day to pre-order is july 22nd okay so that's uh, coming up so get on that quickly people yes want to get this book mm-hmm. it looks dope we've seen the first issue it's good it's really good Thank you. And then what about, uh, what about Ghost Rider? I fucking got, I got to get space. space what about Space Riders 3? <laughs> so uh, volume three, <laughs> issue one, it's a TVD on the date. Um, Cause we had a first day, but there's a, I guess I had an issue with the printer. So uh, yes. I'll announce that on uh, Twitter or whatever, as soon as I, um, I have info and Black Mass should do the same. That's cool. Uh, so I'm waiting on an update on that. It should be out very soon, though. Yeah, because people are jazzed about that shit. I saw when they announced yeah. it. Like, the internet went kind of crazy for a while there. Yeah, I mean, you know, that book. it's been a while. I think it's been uh, almost uh, over, like, a year and a half since uh, the last volume, maybe two. So, yeah. Um, and it's unique, man. At, like, Alexis' art is like no one else's. So I think that's, that's what makes it really cool. It's like, a, all- black po- it's like a black light poster. That's what totally. Bobby always every says. Page. About yeah, every, every page. Every page is like a poster. Yeah, yeah. And like that's, there's some point where I'm reading it where I have to put it down because I'm having like flashbacks. I'm like, okay, yeah. I gotta take a break because this is just it's just insulting my fucking senses. My brain is gonna <laughs> explode. And then I gave it like ten minutes and come back. It's a lot, dude. It's beautiful. Yeah, and it's also like, you know, you guys have that too, Middle Shark, bro, where there's like, oh, there's no boundaries, you know? There, there's no one telling you, don't fucking do this thing, or like, don't cut someone in half, or like, that kind of <laughs> what? Thing. It's like, all out, right? So uh, I, I think, it, and it's fun, and like, it comes across, right? So um, yeah, I think that, that there's, a, there's definitely a part of the world that wants more books like this. Totally. I, oh, I, yeah. I agree now, now here's, the, here's the question everybody asks. What else are you working on, bro? What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, comics question. Yeah, fuck. two, two um, books so, ain't enough, dude. What else you got? <laughs> well, I'm working on an anthology thing that I cannot talk about. Oh, it, that's, you know what? That's, wait, wait, we're on that same anthology, I think. Are we? I saw your name. Uh, yeah, he's on the anthology we're on. I didn't even know we were on an anthology. For- well, well, you can edit this part out because no, no, I don't want to edit anything. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk it later. about it later. But yeah, I think we're on the same one that you were. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, yes, we yeah, are. I saw, I saw name. your name too. I, I saw his um, name. How do I not know about this? Because <laughs> you don't pay attention to that one. That's that one's on. That's, uh, the way Bob and I divide things up, that one's on me. So that's okay. The, I'm in charge of. I'm so, so confused. 
Yeah, I'll so I'm writing, uh, I'm doing like a sci-fi thing and like I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about the artist is uh, someone that's worked on stuff on like, um, you know, DC and Marvel and other stuff like that. And All right. I'm you're, you're being as vague as vague can be right now. And I've, <laughs> never, been happy, so I've never been happier by your vagueness. Dude. I think it'll be announced soon, but whatever. It's not a, not a huge deal. It's not a whole book. It's just a, a short story. But it's then I'm working, story, yeah. I'm working on another uh, book. <laughs> that I'm going to start pitching in next uh, in, in at, at San Diego Comic-Con next nice. week. Nice. Um, that so you're, gonna, be, you're braving that fucking shit show, dude? You're, I you're am. Well, I'm doing a, um, the, I mean, Dark Horse, I live, I live in LA. So like driving down to San Diego is not so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Dark Horse uh, invited me to like do a panel and a signing, which I don't know what I'm going to sign because the book's not going to be out yet. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, uh, and then, you know, I'm going to go, I like going down there to like see people. And it's actually a really good conference to, to talk to like editors and publishers mm-hmm. because it's so much, it, there's so much focus on like the movie and TV stuff that there's not a ton of people like focus on the comic side of it, um, versus like, you know, somewhere like New York where it's so crowded that I think it's actually easier to, to like approach publishers and stuff, in my opinion. It might be different from, but Super like, last, notes. that's, that's where I sold straight last year to Dark Horse, actually, at, nice. at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I talked to my publisher, uh, to the editor that's um, from Dark Horse then, and showed it to him. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. Email it to me. And I emailed it, and, and that's where how it landed. You know? And that worked? Like, that he wasn't just gaffing you off? Like, he or she well, wasn't just like, yeah, yeah, email me, get the fuck out. Of it. And you actually, were, you're the guy. It's like, that's like winning the comics lottery right there. Yeah. I mean, I did all the other stuff too. Like, I send, <laughs> I send the digital, like, submissions for, like, like, publishers that I felt were good for it. Um, and, uh, you know, for we, there was another publisher that he got pretty far um, with, um, and uh, they asked for more. Um, and then it didn't work out. And then uh, Dark Horse was that uh, top my like my top like two three choices. Mm-hmm. So I was really psyched when that came out. But I did send it to them on a, on the digital submission. I didn't hear back from them. So like yes. being there in person, <laughs> talking to the showing it to them, and then following up actually worked. You know? That's and my and my hair probably helped. Too. Yeah, that because <laughs> when we were pitching Metal Shark Bro around, I sent it to Dark Horse because much like you, like I think having a book at Dark Horse would be just awesome. Like their, their yeah. roster of books, the, the, the pedigree of things they have. And I sent the pitch to them and I instantly got a response. And it was, hey, um, we don't have um, your contract pages because when you, when you sign the stuff over there, you have to fill out like the waiver. Oh, yeah. Whatever. They're like, yeah, we're yeah, missing yeah. a waiver form. Can you send that over? And I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'm sorry. And I sent it back over. I was like, well, this is going to be a matter of time. And then nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's understandable, dude. Like I can't be in Dark Horse, right? Like I imagine how many pitches they get, like oh, every, God. you know. So it's totally understandable um, that you know those don't get responded to that often. But it's I think like, image, image, for example, it's like one dude, right, looking at everything. Eric's like, <laughs> so it, that they, takes a while, and they know? tell you straight up on their website, if you don't hear from us within a month, consider your pitch rejected. Yeah. You're so, done, son. Yeah. 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 So I'm I'm still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. And then uh, so that and then I just started a new uh book, um a, a new page because I can't help myself um with an artist that I that's new that hasn't done anything in comics yet, but I that I really like that I found in Instagram and that's more of a 
like cyberpunkish thing. That's cool. Um, so that's I literally got the first concepts back today. For so that. what you're trying to do is you're trying to make all the books. I'm it's, trying to make all the sci-fi books. You can do the non-sci-fi books if you want. That's cool. Oh. I'm down with that. Now, <laughs> now with sci-fi, has that always been your wheelhouse? Like, has that always been your thing? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I watch, um, you know, I, I always love um, sci-fi, like any kind of movie that has to do with space or time travel or anything like that. I'm on board. I watch it even if it's terrible. Every TV series. <laughs> um, and same with, like, some of my favorite books, you know, like, um, you know, Fear Agent, for example, is one of my favorite uh, yeah. books, and uh, that's definitely sci-fi. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my jam because I think, I think it's just I don't know. For me, like part of like creating something is escapism, right? It's like thinking about other worlds and like what else is there, rather than like I could never do. Well, who knows? I never say never, but like, I could never do like a slice of life. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't think my brain works that way. You know, I have to imagine other like you know races and other situations and technology and stuff that's way more fun and exciting for me yeah that, no totally uh I, now, I tell, hang on kevin now what is your what is your favorite sci-fi like television series of all time what's your favorite one like oh, your go-to man. i mean the prisoner is pretty awesome Ooh, nice that's classic you know um there's this uh british uh, uh um series that was called sapphire and steel I don't know okay. if you heard of. Never heard but of that. It was like all these agents, uh, they were each named after like, um, you know, either um, uh, an element on the periodic table or some kind of like material thing. And they all had different powers and it was super weird and it made no sense. But, uh, um, you know, it's something that I watched since I was a kid and I really loved it. It was like kind of like a late night TV uh, for some reason in Venezuela. And then I got the DVD set once I was in the U.S. and I had access to... Uh, you know, when, what the regular civilized people do. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so those are, those are pretty close to my heart books. I mean, I love Dune, the whole Dune series is like uh, something that I, that I love. And I read all the like Asimov and Philip K. Dick and all that stuff. And I mean, I like, I love Blade Runner. I watch it every once in a while too. So Blade Runner Gibson. Tough. What's up? Go ahead, Kev. William Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, see? I love William Gibson. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, Neuromancer, um, yeah, Ultimore's Parties, uh, whatever the other one was called in that trilogy. Um, the newer ones, I'm not getting into that much. I think Pattern Recognition was the last one that I got really into. Right. I really like. So, yeah, I, I read a lot of William Gibson, too. Um, all Good that Bob. stuff, man, is great. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna, um, I forgot what I was gonna, it's not you, important. You were hoping, he was hoping that you would say Star Trek. Well, everybody, I mean, yeah, Star uh, Trek's yeah. my game. So I, I'm, yeah, we, uh, you know, in the Star Trek and Star Wars discussion, I, I definitely watch a lot of uh, Star Trek here and there, but I'm not a diehard fan. I'm more of a Star, uh, Star Wars person, if you're looking at those two big properties, you know. Carlos and I just became best friends, not just because of <laughs> So. That's wonderful, man. So, so you're you're out there making all the books. Straight hits comic shops August twelfth. You said August fourteenth. Fourteen, yeah. I was in the ballpark. The uh, final order cutoff day is coming, July twenty second. July twenty second, uh, and you are just a, a hell of a man. Got a thank guy. you, sir. He's well, a I'm I'm, uh, I'm super uh, thankful for being in your podcast. It's a it's a fun one, and and you know. This oh. Is 
Stop it. I'm going to edit that part out anyway. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear that. Those hey, and you guys have, uh, you know, the next uh, Metal Shark Bro uh, arc is coming up, right? I'm We're excited. Work. We are in the process of, sir. We are working on that as we speak. Killer. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The world needs more Metal Shark, bro. Um, so yeah, man. So Straight will be out soon, dude. Congratulations on your success. It, I, I know our our meeting was brief, but as I as you left, I was like, man, that dude's really nice. So all this success couldn't happen to a nicer fella. <laughs> oh, thank you. I try, yes. man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> That was Carlos Giffoni. His book, Strayed, will be out August 14th in comic shops all over the world from Dark Horse Comics. And Space Riders 3 will be out to be determined. But it's coming. It's coming. What a, what yeah. a wonderful fellow. Definitely a nice guy with great hair. Great hair. And, great and what hair. an interesting backstory. Like, wow, you could just talk to him about, like, his music career because I have his – his band stuff up right here, so, which was called Rogue Square. So I'll take a listen to that. And uh, yeah, man, what a good guy. Like I said, when I first met him at Heroes, he, you were running around and he just walked by there. Were you with us? You were there. I was there when, yeah. when you first met him because I actually had a chance to sit at the table. What a nice fella. I think yeah. Sometimes when people walk away, you're just like, that guy's pretty cool. Sometimes you go, I don't know about that guy. But with Carlos, it's like, let's see, he seems like a he nice guy. really nice. Yeah. yeah. That, so. We had the same reaction. And then that... And then we invited him to come on because of that reaction. And Straight is dope. Like, it's a really, really, really good book. You, you would be uh, sorely remiss if you did not pick that one up. It was killer. So, so yeah, man. So, uh, that was Word Bros. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate everyone uh, who, who downloads and streams and listens. And it's very nice. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We do appreciate you listening to our nonsense every week. Yeah, man. And Kevin, I can't believe I was in Virginia for, what, 10 days and I didn't see you. Well, you, I mean, I, I think you only missed me by an hour each time. So I, tr- like, I tried really hard uh, to see you, but... I'll see you. I'll see you soon. I'm not playing on Kevin Tom, baby, but we, uh, we were close. We were really close. <laughs> it happens. This is the first time I think I haven't seen you when you've been down. Yeah. But, but I will. I will see you soon. I was looking forward to uh, to being in your presence and to, uh, you know. Same. Every- I missed you by like 30 minutes at Heroes and Villains. Yeah, well, I was t- well Drew Moss was k- kicking it at Heroes and Villains in Hampton, Virginia, because he does it every Friday. I was like, oh, because you no longer work at Coca-Cola. No, no, I, I no longer have a day job. Yeah, and well, you no longer have that day that job. That day job. Yeah, yeah I don't no longer have, for right now, no day job. But Yeah, well, you're getting it. A- I'm getting a day job soon. Yeah, you, you're just in between work at this point. Don't make it sound right. like dire straits, bro. Like you need to start a GoFundMe or something. I was going to do a Patreon. What are you doing? You're messing up my, you're messing oh, up my jam here. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Clay. I'm, I'm sorry. Kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm please, please continue your sob story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Drew kicks it at uh, at a comic shop every week here in Jones in Hampton, Virginia. And I was like, hey, well, this will be a good chance for all of us to meet up and hang out. And Kevin never showed, bro. I did. I just showed up 30 minutes after Bobby left. Yeah, because I got there. Like, I'll right. always be there. I just might be like, if yeah, I say I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up. I couldn't wait because that traffic, because it's the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel. Basically, to get from Virginia Beach to Hampton, you have to drive across a bridge that people are deathly afraid to drive across. 
And so traffic can be backed up on this thing for like two hours, especially on a Friday. And I was like, you know what, man, it was 2.15 when I left, 2.15 p.m. I said, dude, if I wait any longer, I'm going to get stuck in traffic. So I got to go. Oh, you stuck though? Um, I went the other bridge, the mine. And it took, me, yeah. it took me like an hour and 10 minutes to get home. I'm, I'm sorry about that. That's all right, dude. It's, I mean, like when you go to that side of the water, uh, you know what you're in for. Well, the same with Norfolk or Virginia yeah. from here. Yeah. Like, you know what you're getting into, you know, it's gonna, so I just loaded up some podcasts and listened, listened, listened. And I, it wasn't that bad. Unless you leave like an hour early, like if you leave an hour early, which I never do. So once you leave an hour, leave an hour early, you'll you'll be wherever you're going on Virginia Beach on time. Which or is, if you or if you go somewhere in the middle of the night, that's why a lot of the times when I hang out with Drew, I do it at you know nine o'clock at night because I know I can get across easily. Oh yeah, yeah, I won't be up at at nine. Yeah. Yeah. But like if you try to go anywhere from like three Six o'clock to nine, and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. fucked. But so yeah, like three to six on Friday, three to nine or so on Friday or Saturday. And yeah. then the rest of the week, it'll probably be from like four to probably around seven. Yeah. It's bad, dude. Cause we got, my wife and I were leaving Virginia coming back to Cincinnati. What on Sunday uh, at the end of the 4th of July weekend. And it took us 12 and a half hours to get home. It's normally like without, without kids. Cause the kids are with the in-laws. It's normally like, a nine and a half hour trip. We were stuck in traffic basically through all of Virginia. Oh my goodness. Like from, from the moment we'd left Virginia beach until we hit Richmond, which is normally what it's like a hundred, it's like 110 miles. It's a, it's a, it's about almost two hours. Yeah. It took us, it took us like three and a half hours to get to Richmond. It was awful. Like it was the worst. You were like, God, why all these people on the road? That's a stupid holiday weekend. It happens. Stupid holiday weekend. But whatever. Uh, here's to America and traffic, bro. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Work yeah. Bros. We'll, we'll be back next week. <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.